This is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Travis provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Good morning and welcome back to another show of Navigating Your Retirement with your host, Travis Chance from CFG Wealth Management. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please give us a call here at 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. Or... You can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. Go online, download uh, some of our our past podcasts, our videos, uh, take a look through our library of downloadable guides. There's uh, a lot of content for those who are about to retire. And folks, uh, go online, take a look. I promise some of that information is probably pertinent to your situation. Uh, Take a look. Tell us what you think. If you have questions, give us a call at here this morning and joining us from the golden microphone studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm just kidding. Tony, good morning. What's happening? Well, good morning, Travis. Uh, I'll tell you, it's been a crazy busy week already. And uh, last weekend (laughs) was crazy with Memorial Day weekend, but um, I did some traveling and anytime I travel, I I caught a little cold. And so um, my voice isn't quite up to snuff today. Uh, I'll just say that, but I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm still having fun. That's what counts, right? Hey, that's, that's what makes the world go around. Absolutely. Yeah. So you and I had uh, crazy Memorial day weekends. We were talking about that before the show. Um, (laughs) we've each had better Memorial day weekends, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I spent some time with the fam, a little bit of time with the fam on Monday. That was good. And then um, did uh, had to travel for business end of last week and carried into the Memorial Day weekend. So uh, that was interesting. But anytime I fly on a plane, I risk, I don't know what it is about my immune system, but I, it seems like I catch a cold. So, Well, uh, Tony, yeah. uh, was it drivable? Could you have driven? No, no. no, no. How far, how far was to, it drive-wise? I went from Minneapolis to New Orleans. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, you were the going big to, did easy. you did you go to Pat O'Brien's? I did go to Pat O'Brien's. Yes. Did you uh did you did you at least get to uh smell the hurricanes? I saw the I I had one hurricane. You had did you have the big one? Did you have the no. one that was like is no. okay. No. No. <laughs> I didn't know what one actually was. You know how somebody says I had I had one glass of wine, but it was like a twenty four yeah. ounce glass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I didn't no. Know that's not for had. me. That drink is too sweet and it sneaks up on you. So I, it I took it easy. It. I took it easy. Uh, you know what's crazy? When what? I was in college or whenever I was younger, you know, you you could drink drinks like that and, you know, absolutely no issue. You know, it was, you know, everything was just, you know, whatever. Sure. Well, now it's like that's the reason we've talked about, you know, uh, about us being bourbon fans. You know, I, I'll be honest. I I have maybe if I have one or two drinks just being social, I'm done because yep. I mean, I just I like the I like the the taste. And if I use like a mixer or something like that, I just I just can't do it. I don't no. know. It's, it's kind of crazy. 
I, I agree. And it's just something that happens, I think, as you get older. But yeah, uh, the older I get, I'm yeah. like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Give me some rocks and I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I know you've got a great show planned for us. And uh, there's a few things you need to talk about. I know you had a couple of questions from listeners. And there's another topic you wanted to cover today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first things first, uh, the Secure Act, and we talked about Secure Act 2.0. That was actually one of our, yep. our most recent shows. Yep. And the fact that you know it, it seems like almost every every month or every few months now we get a, a new change or interpretation for tax law. So uh, one of the biggest questions that we get uh, in our meetings and our classes uh, from, from the audience here, uh, they generally regard birthdays of, you know, well, I thought I could do this uh, at this age and I thought I could do that. So I, I wanted to, I want to just go over some of the, the actual dates that you need to worry about in retirement and, and kind of give, some clarity on what they actually mean for you, for your spouse, for your family. So, uh, Tony, first things first, let's just start with the the youngest and go to the oldest. Sure. Uh, so these are those, important dates absolutely. that people yeah. need to know as far as retirement planning, income planning, things like that. Absolutely. On yep. your 50th birthday, for instance, yes. uh, you actually get to start uh, exercising your catch-up provision. Uh, starting at age 50, for instance, if you're putting money in your 401k, you actually can contribute an additional $6,500. So, you know, up to a total contribution of about $26,000 uh, inside. If you have just traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs outside of a 401k plan, uh, pretty simple. You you can throw in an additional thousand bucks for a maximum contribution of seven grand. So, you know, that's, that's pretty cut and dry. A lot of times uh, we do get questions, you know, is it 50? Is it 55? Well, there is a 55 birthday uh, item, but it's, it's not the catch up turning 55 is actually a way for if someone separates from service prior to 59 and a half, but after they have attained the age of, of 55, if they if that happens, basically they don't have to pay the 10% penalty anymore if they access their 401k, their IRA or their 401k. Actually, it doesn't extend to IRAs and Roths. Uh, basically, it's for it's for like 401ks, 403bs, uh, qualified employer plans. Uh, the withdrawal penalty of 10% no longer applies. So, uh, you know, one of the one of the, the tips that we talk about is if you are retiring, if you are, you know, separating from service, let's say 57, 58 years old, whatever, what have you, um, you know, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense for you to roll if you're if your advisor is recommending for you to roll over. Doesn't make a lot of sense to roll over at least the entire balance because you want to leave yourself uh, some funds that you can actually access without penalty and just pay ordinary income tax. So well, sure. uh, that's something, you know, if you have a, let's say you have half a million bucks and you need 25 or 30,000 a year, maybe you're, maybe, maybe, maybe 400,000 makes sense, but you probably want to leave, you know, hundred, hundred grand or so uh, just for emergencies, for distribution uh, between say 58 and 60, 59 and a half. 
because that way you you don't pin yourself in a corner because unfortunately if you do roll the entire balance you now are are going to be subject to the 59 and a half rule which is next and 59 and a half tony is is the magic number for a lot of people because i i hear that number quite a bit you know hey i'm you know can can i go ahead and retire Uh, maybe maybe not but the 59 and a half rule for most people out there they need to understand that's really the benchmark, the, if you will, the key date uh, or one of the key dates that the the government sets in place and says, you know what? Hey, if you're saving for a rainy day, you're saving for retirement, uh, 59 and a half is the, the year or the birthday you must attain in order to touch this retirement money without a penalty. Okay. But at age 59 and a half, uh, that's when you really start to gain control or access to your 401k. So uh, if you're if you're taking distributions, there's no more 10 percent penalty across the board. And if you're going to do an in-service distribution to go ahead and start putting some pieces on the board, uh, then that's also important as well. So, well, uh, yeah, this, that 59 and a half, first of all, Travis, the half. Come on, the IRS. Yeah. Did they just want? Well, you you know how that you know how that happened, right? They just wanted to complicate the math. No, 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 no. It was uh, it was a Republican senator and a Democrat senator walking a bar, and I'm just kidding. Yeah, they couldn't agree. I can't. One wanted fifty nine, the other wanted sixty. So they actually compromised, but that compromise wouldn't have never happened. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, that's a mess though. Fifty tell, nine and a tell half. Tell me why. Tell me why Congress and government make some of the decisions they make, Tony and. Well, I you and I'll bo- no, both I... be wealthy individuals. Um, <laughs> yeah, if not, you can not just that handsome. One out. So yeah, so so the next age uh, to be aware of is sixty years old. So okay, this is actually more uh, towards Social Security because if you are a widow or if you're a widower, you actually can begin drawing Social Security at age sixty. Okay. Now, if you're if you're under or if you're at, let's say you're living with a disability or if you have a, a, ch- a child that's um, under the age of 16 uh, there, you can actually start earlier than that. But predominantly speaking, you're talking about 60 years old being uh, when you can actually start accessing your spouse's widow benefit. So if, if you're you know, if you lose your spouse, say in your 50s, you can start turning on some of that income stream at age 60. Uh, if that makes sense for you and for your family. So uh, 62, 62 is, is for most people, uh, that's their early retirement age, ERA. So not, not ERA as in pitching, but ERA <laughs> as in early retirement, uh, 62, obviously 62 is important because a lot of, I would say the vast majority that we see, uh, in our office and, and that have questions for us, uh, are gonna, they're looking at taking their social security between 62 and 64 and I generally try especially if if we're talking about a married couple generally try to to at least discuss why it might benefit to wait a little longer Um, but a lot of people take social security Tony at 62 because they feel like they're going to miss out they feel like they're not going to be able to get their full dollar or or their full benefit if you will when in truth Uh, if you look at over your life they probably are going to get more yeah Yeah. if you if you live past between 75 and 80 uh taking it early 
is not going to be profitable in most cases. Yeah. It's you're actually going to lose money. Um, next age. Well, hold on. Let me back up. 62. Just just one caveat. Okay. Keep in mind, Tony, one of the reasons that we really we really try to at least explain why it's not maybe the greatest of ideas to take it to 62 is a lot of retirees are still working at that point or pre-retirees are still working and and they go ahead and they take social security because they can but just because we can do something a lot of times doesn't mean we should right and right Unfortunately, they need to understand you're going to face an earnings test. So if you make more than $18,960 in 2021, uh, then basically you're going to have your benefit reduced by $1 for every $2 you earn over that amount. So if let's say, you know, you you earn $10,000, you're going to have your Social Security adjusted by almost $5,000 in the following year in, in most cases. So um, 65 for most Americans, yep, that's Medicare, right? Yep. Medicare is what a lot of people, because of the cost of health care, which I completely understand, holy cow, I mean, it, that is one of the largest expenses uh, out there for most Americans right now, including this one talking. Um, yeah, yep, our, for all of us. Our health, our health insurance is as much as our mortgage that's that's crazy family of five uh yeah, it is it exactly. is really yeah it's burdensome same same uh, for us travis yeah, we have a family but, of five and our health insurance is the same as our as mortgage. Your mortgage yeah yeah but uh you know here's the thing tony for for those turning 65 there's a reprieve because medicare is is obviously a very important decision uh but with the right medicare planning whether that's you know medicare uh, supplement medicare advantage your health care costs really 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 come down and it makes uh it, it makes your your monthly cash flow really really happy because instead of potentially paying a thousand or whatever a month or maybe you're in an employer plan you know, it's a lot more predictable, and and that's something that's really important because predictability uh, in retirement planning that's that's really crucial and that's really key. Now, if you're turning sixty five and any time in the near future, get ready. You're going to get inundated with just <laughs> you're going to go on every list imaginable for healthcare, and every single person or every single company that sells Medicare products or that you can think of, you're going to get a phone call, a postcard, something from. So be prepared for the deluge because you've got a guaranteed issue period, uh, and you want to go ahead and use that usually it's going to be three months before you turn 65 the birth month and three months after uh, you do want to go ahead and make sure you make decisions uh, because at the end of the day we don't want to wait if you do uh, you could end up paying more for your part d you could end up paying more for uh, just more cost out of pocket that really are just unnecessary uh, i do tony i do like the fact that uh, the medicare and you handbook I, you know, I, we give the government a lot of grief on here, but that is one thing I believe is very crucial, very, very important for a retiree to put their hands on each year. Uh, the red, white, and blue book, 
looks like your Medicare card. Uh, it is terrific. It has literally a very detailed, easy to understand explanation of all Medicare benefits. And also it has a list of all benefits available in your area uh, in the back of the book. So wow. kind of a glossary. Yeah, it's it's very important. I, I do. I, I see a lot of people sometimes, you know, we get so used to just throwing away stuff or, you know, you throw away catalogs or books and you're like, oh, I'll not, I won't need that. I can just Google it or look it up. I would suggest holding on to the handbook because it's much easier to, to sort through. But and is hey, that something I... they send you? It is. Oh, okay. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so that's 65, Tony. Well, what's the next age? Next age actually is two ages. It's between 66 and 67. Why do I say that? It's because for those born between 43 and 54, 66 is going to be your retirement age. But full remember, retirement age. They call full it a retirement age yep. for Social Security. It's between 43 and 54, uh, you're going to basically be able to, to, to draw your full Social Security benefit at that time. Now, each month after uh, or each year after 54, so if you're born in 55, it's 66 in two months, four months, six months, et cetera, until you reach uh, 1960. And for those born in 60 or later, it's essentially 67 from that point forward. And, you know, will that stay the same for those that are born after 1960? I doubt it. Uh, I really do feel like for you and I, Tony, It'll it'll continue to tear and maybe say, you know, okay, for those born between sixty and seventy, your new retirement age is sixty eight. For those born between you know seventy and seventy five, it's sixty nine. Seventy five to eighty, I think it's going to continue to tick up because that's one of the ways that uh, Social Security can be improved is is just by adjusting the actuarial numbers of how long uh, benefits are going to be paid for younger and younger individuals. So I, I do think it's important important for us to recognize prior to 1960 or 1960 and before 66 to 67 those are key ages and and i would recommend especially for those who are on the fence and maybe you're thinking of you know do we draw at 62 do we draw at age 66 or 67 think about this if you are the highest wage earner you you are the the breadwinner if you will uh in this analogy think about this do you want to cut do you want to cut your spouse uh off of the knees and that's really the best way to say that is because if if god forbid you and your spouse let's say one spouse the highest is earning 2000 at full retirement and the uh, the lower earning is earning 1000 or half the benefit if one of you dies, the surviving spouse total benefit is probably going to be somewhere close to or right at 2000, right? And they have a funky calculation about, okay, you're going to get this from this and this from that, but it's going to, it, it's going to essentially equate to 2000. Um, if, if you were talking about that scenario, but if you were the higher wage earner and you started drawing prior to full retirement age, then there's going to be an additional calculation or reduction that is going to ensure that not only is your surviving spouse going to lose that thousand or lower benefit, but Tony, they're going to take another haircut on top of that. So 
especially talking about the highest wage earner, we really want to focus on 66 and 67. And 62 is probably, 62 to 65 is probably not a great planning uh, technique for most out there. Now, obviously, we don't know everyone out there, but for a lot of people, that's going to be uh, problematic, especially if you're married or if your spouse is going to depend on those benefits once you're gone. Right uh, now, 70, uh, a lot of uh, we, we're starting to actually, Tony, believe it or not, see a lot more clients uh, really thinking strongly about waiting until age 70. Uh, and I think wow. that's important. I think I think that's you actually mean to retire or to collect their Social Security, collect Social benefits. Security. Yeah, oh. collect Social Security because yeah. remember, well, people you get are eight, working longer. I, a lot of people work till seventy now, right? But think about this: uh, you know, a lot of people are also really starting to 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 analyze exactly and take a look at okay, do I really need this much to live? Uh, you know, maybe I've overshot right. yeah. because at age seventy, we're getting an eight percent increase each year. So for those who were born, let's say 54 and before, you're going to get a 32% increase for waiting from 66 to 67. If you're, let's say, born 1960 and later, you're still going to get a 24% increase because you get 8% a year, plus you get cost of living. So, you know, maybe you get one or two or 3% a year in cost of living from the government. Well, now that means your benefit just compounded by maybe nine, 10 or 11% because you get COLA plus you get the 8%. So not saying it's going to be right for everyone, but I think it's definitely something that has to be considered because at the end of the day, remember social security is, is not taxed as aggressively as ordinary income stacks at provisional rates. Uh, we obviously want to put as much support up under our retirement income plan as we can. That could potentially fill a lot of gaps. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big number to get a, a guaranteed potentially 24% increase on your social security income. Uh, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of pros. Now the con is, is obviously you may have to spend on your assets you may have to wait till later to retire and you know of course all those things have to be taken into account i'm not saying one size fits all but i think you do need to at least give that some serious consideration right yeah yeah i think that's important as well so uh, obviously social security there are a lot of different dates <laughs> to keep in mind oh yeah Oh, yeah, absolutely. so so that's interesting. And so yeah. I've saved the best for last because I know we're running short on time, but we got to we got to tackle it. All right, okay. So seventy used to also have a a brother that was seventy and a half that was also a key age. Well, seventy and a half was so full retirement age or or, or complete and total uh, social security deferment could not be past seventy. But then right around the corner, six months later, you had seventy and a half which essentially was your required minimum distribution age, okay? It was 70 and a half until the SECURE Act pushed it back to 72. So clean that up. I think that was a good move. I, I do I do applaud Congress for at least having that much, that much uh, you know, foresight of saying, you know, okay, maybe this is something we need to, to rethink. So 72 was the new age. And for a lot of people, that's going to be crucial because, you know, there's there's a lot of planning that can go on in those two years that now we're not going to have to start taking distributions from our qualified accounts and getting taxed, et cetera. Uh, but 
not only 72, but now we need to put 75 on our radar, Tony, because 70 and a half that went to 72 could be 75 pretty quick because, once again, we talked about uh, last week or the week before, the Secure Act 2.0 is right around the corner. It's already made its way out of the House Ways and Means, and that could be something that we see right around the corner. So 75 could become, or 72 could become 75, and if that happens, then then obviously that's going to be, I believe, very beneficial for retirees as well. Uh, but we'll definitely keep you posted with those changes as they come available. Folks, if you have any questions regarding your ages, how they pertain to you and your situation, give us a call. 877-269-0839. That's 877-269-0839. All right. And that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by CFG Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through TL Chance Inc., an affiliated company. CFG Wealth Management LLC and TL Chance Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 